Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It is July 17th. A synergistic merge has recently been announced between Malawan-based company Lotus Resources and Botswana-based company ACAP Energy, with plans to create a leading African-focused uranium player in the region. Managing Director and Head of Equity Research David Talbot is here to provide details on the news. Rounding out the episode, VP Mining Analyst Taylor Combaluzier has some updates on Deep South Resources' recent exploration license renewal and RS Mining's receipt of an environmental permit from its Marmato mine in Colombia. So with that, Dave, over to you. Thank you for that introduction, and welcome to Episode 48 of Red Cloud Security's Research Roundup Podcast. I am David Talbot, Managing Director and Head of Research at Red Cloud Securities. Taylor and I are pleased to join you today as part of an ongoing series of discussions with the Red Cloud Research Team. This week, I'd like to discuss Lotus Resources, LOT, on the ASX. This has been a banking client of Red Cloud, but Red Cloud nor I own the stock. We have increased our target price to $0.35 on the news. The company is looking to restart the Keokara mine in Malawi, a site that I've visited at least three times in the past. Last week was a good week for Lotus. The stock finished up 15%. Lotus Resources announced a merger where it would acquire ACAP Energy to lock up one of the world's largest undeveloped uranium projects, Lethlakani in Botswana. This combination will create a leading African-focused uranium developer. Lotus is offering one share for every 3.54 ACB shares, representing an offer price of 5.2 cents Aussie for 21% premium. ACAP's board unanimously approves this offer, and its largest shareholder at about 38% is now locked up. Lotus shareholders would then own 79% of NUCO, with ACAP shareholders owning about 21%. And we do expect the deal to close around October this year, assuming all approvals go through. We view this acquisition positively, as it provides Lotus the opportunity to expand its uranium production, or more likely to tack this production onto the end as Kaokara production winds down. Focus now would remain on Kaokara, but this is an accretive acquisition that creates a larger, more liquid, diversified, and highly leveraged uranium developer. A combined 243 million pound resource would rank Lotus third behind Paladin Energy, not rated, or Deep Yellow, not rated, for the ASX-listed uranium developers in Africa. We mentioned the prize as Letlikani, located in Botswana, a top-ranked jurisdiction in Africa for political stability. It is another one of these large, free-digging deposits that's also located within Karoo sediments. While past studies target heap leach, we see opportunity for tank leaching, likely improving project economics. Letlikani is a top 10 undeveloped resource. Resources total 190 million pounds at 200 ppm cutoff, but the deposit is very sensitive to cutoffs and there is a high-grade core. So if you want to increase grades at a 300 ppm cutoff, resources are 103 million pounds at 450 ppm. Or at 100 ppm, resources rise to 365.7 million pounds at 202 ppm. A 2016 feasibility study contemplates 3 million pounds of uranium production. Initial CapEx estimated at 351 million, OPEX estimated at 35 bucks a pound in the first five years, averaging about $41 a pound over life of mine. 
The post-tax MPV at 8% is 249 million Aussie with an IRR of 24%. However, this feasibility study really relied on an old resource that didn't recognize the high-grade core. It also contemplated that heap leach processing, which would have lower recoveries. Management believes if it can increase grades, it can change the flow sheet to a traditional tank leach, improving recoveries, and likely dropping costs to the low 30s from the currently over 41 bucks a pound. And that could change economics completely. One way it might be able to do this to increase head grades is beneficiation using radiometric sorting, much like Lotus plans to use a Kalkara. Now, radiometric sorting may allow one and a half to 2.2 times grade improvement. Benefits would be higher feed grade, throughput and production, lower acid and energy consumption, and smaller tailings. The mining license has been granted and infrastructure is already in place. EIS has been improved and it has provincial surface rights pending a relocation plan. Rail, water, power, and highways are all close to site. And we are looking forward to hearing how Lotus can improve the project economics. Meanwhile, Kalakara development continues. A mine development agreement discussion continues with the government, and we hear those are going well in Malawi. Power discussions with ESCOM are also ongoing, as is feed optimization. And one to two offtakes are desired, we expect in the $60 a pound range. The project is moving forward, and any investment decision now seems more dependent on uranium prices. Restart may be within 15 months of a decision, and Lotus would just need $88 million of capex to restart this mine and produce 2.5 million pounds a year over 10 years at $26 a pound. So we maintain our buy rating, but we do raise our target from 30 cents Aussie to 35 cents per share. We anticipate Lethlikani to re-rate inside Lotus, given its extensive resources, pending resource conversion, and flow sheet plans, which may improve project economics. So that's it for me today. Taylor, what do you have for us? Thanks, Dave. I'll be speaking about Eris Mining. We have a buy rating and $12 target price. Eris announced that it received approval of its environmental management plan from the Regional Columbian Environmental Authority for the development of its 100% owned Marmato Lower Mine. We view this news positively as it demonstrates that Eris Mining is on the pathway to becoming a premier gold producer in Colombia and that its approach to operating with a Colombian perspective is serving it well as it executes on its growth initiatives in the country. Now that all permits are in hand, we expect Eris to commence construction on the lower mine in the coming months. Based on the latest guidance, first gold pour is now anticipated in Q3 2025. As such, we have pushed out our estimates for Marmato by two quarters to match management's expectations and adjusted the timing of the $280 million capex spend. There is no change to our valuation of Eris due to these model changes. In our view, Eris Mining is an overlooked story and the perceived jurisdictional issues with respect to Columbia are preventing the market from properly valuing the stock. We believe it is only a matter of time until investors realize this error and we would expect a progressive re-rating as Eris Mining executes its strategy. With the development of Marmato fully funded with $229 million in cash, $122 million in streaming proceeds, and cash flow from Segovia, we believe Eris is on track to achieve its goal of producing 400,000 ounces of gold annually. Next, I'll be speaking about Deep South Resources. We have a buy speculative rating and $1.05 target price. Deep South announced that its Haib Copper license has been renewed by the Ministry of Mines and Energy of Namibia 
on Friday, July 7, 2023. The renewed license is valid for two years from the date it was renewed. We view this announcement very positively as it marks the end of the protracted legal process to regain the Haib Copper license and it allows the company to resume exploration and development activities on the project. In anticipation of the decision to renew the Haib Copper license, Deep South Management visited the project in June of this year. The company noted that it has begun preparations to resume development work on the project as soon as possible. It plans to disclose additional information about its work plan soon. With that said, we have dusted off our old estimates and made some key updates. Check out our full report available on our research portal at www.redcloudresearch.com for full details. But with the pathway clear to get back to work at Haib, we have moved Deep South out from under review to a buy speculative rating and added $1.05 per share target price. We continue to be of the view that Haib is a massive near-surface sulfide copper porphyry deposit with excellent expansion potential. It remains among one of our favorite potential copper development assets today. Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed this dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurity.com to access our research portal, to read full disclosures, and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode, and see you next time.